Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello, and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. This is Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc., and I am back with one of our amazing Franchise Growth Advisors, Brecken. How are you doing, Brecken? I'm, I'm great, Belle. Thanks so much. Wait, I'm not your favorite this week? Oh what the heck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Bringing this up, yes. Um, Angela did call me out in a recent episode, the DNA of a field coach, if anyone has listened, um, and she did call me out. She said, I call everyone my favorite. And I, I'm officially called out. I'm going to say no one is my favorite anymore. That's off yeah. the list of the intro. <laughs> the Spoken intro. like a, a future mother or father of many children. <laughs> no more favorites ever. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um, how are you doing, Brecken? How are I, things? I'm doing great. Life is really good. I'm a really lucky fellow. So yeah, I have nothing to complain about. And my, my clients are doing, uh, it's so fun to work with these amazing people and my colleagues are. Great as always. And of course, we got the AC retreat coming up in a couple months. Yeah, life is life is pretty good. Oh yes. What a what a great point. The um the AC retreat is coming up and coming up quick, which thank goodness, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm very, very straight excited. from Calgary, that, that comment. Yeah, yeah, straight from snow, snow um uh I was about to say infested. That is not the right covered, word. Covered, perhaps. So covered. That is a much lovelier word for it. <laughs> infested. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing that popped into my mind. That's a good word for snow, actually. I like it. <laughs> and yeah, and they say she's a copywriter, but then she comes up with words like that. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I am very excited for some sunshine. And actually, we have lots of sunshine here. That is one thing that I am so mm-hmm. grateful for with, um, if anyone doesn't know, I did move recently. Used to live in the same place as Brecken and then recently moved to Calgary. And um, Calgary, Alberta is very snowy. It's right near the Rocky Mountains, which is so, so cool, so lovely, um, but really different than what I was used to before on the West Coast. We, there was a lot of darkness and rain and it was, there was very little snow. And then now it's like super sunny and beautiful, but freezing and snowy. So it's just like very different. And I do have to say, I really enjoy the sun. I think the sun is, is helping a lot. And I got a really cute new winter coat. I've never owned an actual winter coat before. <laughs> So, I know. Anytime we go to visit uh, the in-laws out east in Toronto, right? We're like, do we have toques? Do we have gloves? Do we have like, do we have anything to keep the children warm? Seriously, toques. <laughs> it's other than rain gear. Toques are a good West Coast item, but then you think about like for me, gloves was a big one. Like, I don't have really warm gloves. I just have those soft, you know, I don't know, like knit yeah, ones. No, you need good gloves if you live in a Calgary, that's for sure. Ooh, yeah, we're very lucky to have underground parking. Actually, that's been one thing as well. Sunshine has been amazing and the underground parking is quite nice as well. <laughs> Things we prioritize in life, eh? Yes, vitamin D and um, not having to brush snow off cars. Those are pretty much my priorities in life lately. And <laughs> it's working out Those are great ways to keep employees too. There you go, there's your segue. <laughs> 
oh my gosh, amazing. A great employee retention <laughs> strategy. That's so funny. And that is the topic that we're going to hop into today. So amazing segue job. You should be doing the, the hosting. I think we um, both know I should not be doing that. So that's good. <laughs> um, okay. So today, so, um, and I, I missed it again. I keep missing it about the, the announcing what we're going to be talking about in today's episode, but I'll do it now. Um, we're going to be talking about employee retention. Um, I know that labor shortages, labor struggles just in general are a huge pain point for so many of our clients, so many people we see just posting on LinkedIn or sharing struggles and roundtables. Labor is continuing to be um, a challenge for, for so, so many. Um, and because we do at AC Inc, we do a lot of community building, um, a lot of field coach specific work. So um, field coach infrastructure, um, building that out, field coach hiring. We also do um, fractional field coaching. So where we come in and kind of act as that coach for owners, for performance groups, roundtables of franchise owners. Uh, and Brecken does a phenomenal job with so many franchise owners, different, really amazing brands. Um, and I thought it would be awesome for, and also you were a franchisee, of course, which I always need to mention because you were a very impressive long-term uh, multi-brand different franchisee. And, and so you bring that experience with you as well. Um, so we're going to be talking about that, the employee, the whole the whole issue of it. And I know you've been been having conversations with people <laughs> for, for months, of course, about the same, the same challenge. Um, so let's, yeah, let's hop into it. What, uh, what have been the main, the main challenges you've been hearing about in this kind of space um, over the past I don't know, months, years at this point. Well, it, it definitely is really different from when I, I was a franchisee, right? It's and I start I saw the start of the shift, right? So again, I started as a franchisee over 20 years ago. Um, at the time, uh, it was really easy to find employees, uh, certainly here on the island, but across Canada and, and uh with my uh, fellow franchisee owners in America, there was no no concerns ever about finding the right people. Isn't that and so then interesting it, oh, yeah. that, that it, was the case when you were in and and it's I mean, you've been an amazing coach for for years now, but but just it wasn't that long ago when it really wasn't as big a challenge. And now it really feels like that's all you're seeing articles on, and it's just so interesting how that can really shift. It was, and then and it goes through cycles, right? So we had that, then we had the the crash in 08, 09. Um, There were a lot of people who are unemployed looking for work, and it depended what industry you're in. Some people were really hard to find again, and, and in other industries it was impossible, like you just could not find them. Um, and then I would say, you know, I was in the healthcare field. Uh, and we started to notice a real big shift about five, six years ago, mm -hmm. uh, where it went from uh, really easy to find healthcare aides and, and, and that kind of stuff and nurses to, oh my gosh, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, these are the only applicants we're getting. Mm -hmm. uh, and and now that that has permeated out to all industries essentially now, um, where the biggest challenge for a lot of people, it's not about finding clients. It is about finding and keeping yeah. good people. Uh, and so that that shift has become it, it's a topic of coming I don't know how many roundtables or peer groups I facilitated on these topics on best practices sharing because everyone knows you know you will get people in the door for the money and the package and what appears to be good but they stay for the culture they stay for the leadership and they stay because they're happy right and so how do we make sure that our people are happy because they are getting headhunted left right and center too especially at the higher levels for um, like leadership positions. It is, it is the wild, wild west out there and it is cutthroat. Yeah. Like if you're, yeah, if you're a franchisee and you're, you know, looking for a manager or a director of your you know store or location yeah. or service, it, it is trickier, especially at those, those higher levels. But I think overall too, is that that turnover, I think can be one of the things that um, can cause one of the biggest struggles, right? Because as you said, you put together, 
we're, we're definitely not, you know, we're not in the business of HR exactly, but you put together no. your package and you work with your, your team on that. And then it's the, the question of the training and right. How supported do people feel and, and, and creating those, those relationships in a way that, that want, makes people want to stay and makes people want to not only stay, but be champions of your brand and, and love what they, what they do and all of that. I, you know, one of the one of the reasons I think it is so important for me, a good exercise that I did as a franchisee owner, and, and at the time my business coach helped me through this exercise, it was tremendous. We figured out how much it cost every time I lost a frontline employee. Mm. So we figured out, okay, the job posting, the interviews, the scanning through emails, the unhappy clients now that they don't get to work with that that person who left anymore. Well, anyways, we came out with a dollar number and it wasn't inconsequential it was you know four to five thousand dollars every time we lost somebody good we figured and wow. i was like oh my goodness and then i looked at our turnover rates and i was like oh my goodness um that's, that's actually that segues again you the freaking segues today um <laughs> my fire another amazing segue by brecken um but that that kind of uh transitions us into what i wanted to get some insights from you on just with as you said you facilitate you know peer roundtables with franchisees um you also work one-on-one -on -one with franchise owners um and i'm curious your perspective on you know we talk i feel like a lot of people hear this you know the same thing right of what we were just saying like the the retention is huge right it's this huge piece of this puzzle that if you can solve that right it can because you know obviously you need to create a, a good package that is going to you know get the right people in the door put together those job postings in the way that's going to that that's all important for sure but this really big piece of that puzzle that people keep hearing is that culture is the retention and i'm at, i'm going to ask you like uh, i mean you already gave one right off the bat there <laughs> but but when it comes to like how do you start creating that like how like how do you approach that is it the do you look at the numbers and then it just brings your you know brings it to the top of the to-do list or <laughs> like what are well, the things that you kind of you help franchisees with in in this um so for me for me it was figuring out oh my gosh honestly as the code my coach realized uh that for me if you showed how much it's hurting my bottom line it was gonna help me prioritize this yeah so so my coach was great at that but when we talked about how we did it we went right back down to foundational stuff core values that kind of stuff making sure we're attracting the right people right because if if our core values aren't aligned they're not staying anyways doesn't matter how good our package is or our culture is and yeah. that really helped us establish what kind of culture we wanted to have and then we started to build it and then there are a variety of things and it's going to be as my favorite line industry dependent and the size of and the size of your you know how, how big your operation is but you know at the end of the day most people want the same kind of things they want respect they want to feel that what they're doing matters um they want to be fairly compensated and they want to know that you care about them yeah uh, and we we kind of broke it down at my last company and we just figured out how to how are we going to do that and there were a variety of different things we did but we literally turned our 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 caregiver turnover from one of the highest in the franchise system to the lowest in Canada. And it, it took us about two and a half years. So it's not easy, but oh my gosh, it's not a coincidence. Our business grew leaps and bounds during that time because we had so much, our, our employees were so much happier because they were being treated properly mm -hmm. uh, and treated well. And with all those things that we outlined, but also now our clients were happy because the people who were working with them were happier. Totally. And so it just were everyone, everyone is happier. Yeah. It's a better product or service, whatever industry you're in, it's a better outcome for everyone. Everyone wins. And that's, that's the thing I think as a coach, it's hard to get sometimes to your, and not as a fractional coach, honestly, it's sometimes hard. 
getting your franchisees to see the, or your, the people you're working with to see the value in their frontline employees mm. and how turning those, those people over is actually really not in your best interest generally. Amazing. Amazing. So many good, good value pieces in that already. Um, I want to continue this conversation about the, how as a field coach, you can do that of the, if you know, if a franchisee isn't seeing that value mm -hmm. of why that turnover is making such a big difference or why focusing on some of those softer pieces of the business, like values and vision and who are we looking for, right? What do people need to be bought into? So we're going to get deeper into that and have different strategies we'll share with people. Um, I do want to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Hey, franchise friends. Did you know that the number one driver of franchise company growth is happy, profitable franchisees? And the key to making your franchisees happy and profitable? Well, it's the right support and coaching to help your owners achieve success. At AC Inc., we help franchisors implement or improve your support and coaching using our proven framework, and it covers everything. From hiring the right coaches, to putting the right systems in place, to getting your franchisees bought into coaching, we are there to guide you at every stage. To learn more, hop on a free initial call with us at angelacote.com slash contact. And we're back. So Reckon, we've been talking about just the value of that, that, that turnover rate um, being brought down as a, as a franchise owner. And you've just shared that awesome stat of, um, and, and also the timeline. I think that's valuable to, for people to hear as well, that, you know, taking your turnover rate from, from extremely high to extremely low is, uh, is not something that happens in a few months. <laughs> it's something that takes really intentional work and time. Um, I wanted to ask, as a, as a field coach, you know, if, you, if you're franchisees and you're really noticing there's a lot of struggle in that, um, and, and you're thinking, okay, so culture is a really big piece of that. Um, understanding the value of, of, of uh, reducing that turnover is a really big piece of that. What are some other things we've already talked about the, the looking at the numbers? That's one, you know, option for making that really stand out as to why this is valuable. Um, I think the, the really putting in perspective of the, the, the client or, or consumer, right? The consumer that your owner is, is serving um, and how the happiness levels of them are going to go up and what that will do. That's another piece. What are some other things when it comes to us either proving, you know, how valuable this is and how we could do that as a coach? Um, or, um, you know, if, you, if, if, if um, we want to kind of shift more into the the how we actually do that. And you mentioned going into core values, but maybe some other tangibles on that of like, how do you really do that? So either one, um, but but I think um, some key takeaways on that would be amazing. So great, great questions, Bell. Uh, so a couple of things we did is we implemented actually surveys to our staff mm -hmm. to find out, and we made them anonymous, right? To find out areas where they felt they were well-supported and more importantly, frankly, to the areas where we were falling short. Mm. All right. So, and there's different ways to do that, whether it's just a Google form, right. Or a, a Google doc, like there's so many different ways to do that. Um, there's surveys and, 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 but for us, that was really important. We also created um, kind of like a leadership team amongst our frontline employees and they would have, I mean, there was also the health and safety meetings and stuff like that with those guys, but we would get feedback from those people. And honestly, like, one of the best things we ever did, and my GM at the time, her name was Alex. She's this amazing lady. We implemented a system called Coffee with Alex. And Alex would just, once every week or every two weeks, would just call up a, a, one of our frontline people and just say, hey, let's go have a coffee and let's see how you're doing. And it was so simple. It cost 
45 minutes to an hour of Alex's time and $10 in coffee, whatever, or $8 or $3 if they went to Timmy's. And uh, just to check in with them on what they're, what's going on in their world. Like, are they okay? Are their families all right? And that piece alone went over so well. And Alex, our GM, had this incredible ability to connect with people and we recognized that. But if you, and, and that's obviously not scalable at, you know, the 500 employee level. Totally, totally. But for most small businesses, that is very manageable. And just checking in with your people. Mm-hmm. I, I work with another small business here in Victoria. And one of the things we've implemented is, you know, at least once a month, they got to take out an employee for coffee. That's so great. Just, it's simple. Such a, It's not this huge, crazy implementation that needs to no. happen. And it, it's the small stuff. Like you're, you both park in the parking lot at the same time mm-hmm. and you're walking up together. Hey, how you doing? Find out about their kids. Find out about their dog. Like all this stuff sounds so simple, but it's amazing how many people are like, hello, Jimmy. And then they just walk to their cubicle and get to work. Have a good day. Like, don't be the corporate guy in the suit who, who no one talks to. Be the warm, friendly person and, and chat and find out what's going on. There. It's just, how well do you play in the sandbox? Like it's one of the most important roles in life. And uh, I, there's a great quote, is it, I forget who said it, but it's like company culture will lead company strategy for lunch every day of the week. Ooh. And it's true. And it's true. It doesn't matter how good your strategy is if your people aren't willing to implement it or they're not willing to go to bat for you or they're making choices that- Don't you know, align, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. and they're only going to do that if they care, if they feel that they're cared about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a lot so- of that sounds small and simple, but and it is. Yeah, know when their birthdays are. We used to call our, our frontline people on their birthdays in the office and, and a leadership team. We would sing to them on the phone, "Happy birthday!" That kind of stuff. Like, just that's- sounds hokey. Yeah. Went over awesome. I think it's something that um I've I've seen a lot of of articles and and podcast episodes and and lots coming out lately about this. Depending on who your um, employees are, right? Who your staff is your team is, um, as you know, a franchisee, right, who maybe has like a local store or a shop or, um, you know, a, or a service space, right, but has a team, um, whoever is is a part of that, like, it's it's interesting, I've been seeing all this, 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 um, these articles and, and people's opinions on the idea that uh, work is not your family. And that I feel like is a, a bit of a younger idea that always was said a lot, I feel like when I started seeing, um, you know, posting mm-hmm. stuff, it's like, we're like a family. And there's a lot of people really pushing back against that. And I, I personally uh, do kind of agree, like, obviously, you know, you have your family, like you want to make sure that's not the exact same thing, because that's how, you know, you can kind of get stuck. Very different. Yeah, yeah, very different. And, but, but I like, I, I don't like how sometimes people share about this online or on LinkedIn or, or professional blogs or whatever. And they'll kind of share about this and go, um, you know, we really don't want it to be like a family. And I, I agree that it shouldn't be exactly like a family because some families are dysfunctional or some families are amazing. <laughs> like, you obviously don't want it to be exactly. Oh, but, you've met my family. All right. Perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just mean like, like family is a, is a loaded word. And I think I agree that taking that out of the vernacular, and this is just my personal opinion anyways, yeah. but taking that out of the vernacular does make a lot of sense. But I, I love um, when people can say that, but then also say, but you should feel supported. You should feel cared for. You should feel like people want you to do well in your role and want you to be happy when you come into work. Like those are not mutually exclusive. And I see a lot of people talk about that. And I, I really appreciate when we, when we do make sure that we say <laughs> just because you're not a family, right. And that was a, again, a very used word, you know, 10 years ago, but, but just because that's not the case, there's still this sense of um, that's culture, right. That's having a positive culture that you come into work every day too. Well, 
And it is, again, it's, it's going to depend on your business and your values. And my last business, those things we were doing, we were in healthcare for seniors. We were attracting people, obviously, who were full of empathy and kindness and were used to, frankly, being treated very poorly in the industry mm. by their previous employers. And so our whole strategy was just show them how much we care about them and how much we appreciate them. So it is very different than if I was selling widgets. Right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Different kind of culture. We were very, it, it was strategic, but it also fit our values mm -hmm. as to how we wanted to support them. And that's so, exactly what you were just saying, though, about the when it comes to how to help support, you know, franchisees who are maybe struggling with that and going, hey, let's let's go look at some values that you have about your business and 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 the values of, of your team and what you want to create in this community. And um, if we go and reflect on those and really make sure that they align with what you're actually doing. Right. So if, you know, if caring for your your team is part of it, like I love the coffee idea. I love the the and also um, love the analyzing the like. <laughs> Uh, genuine check-ins and all those kinds of things. Like there's so many pieces like that, that are easy, simple. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the, the other thing we found honestly was that when we invested in training, mm. that went over so well because then they felt they were more prepared for their jobs. Right. And everyone likes to feel they're good at their job. Yeah. At, that's least, at least hopefully that's, you know, so we, we changed our orientation. Our onboarding process went from like eight hour training to two full days and then practicums. Like it, it got, and we did personal development courses at the office all the time. All that stuff, it went over so well. So again, it's, it's recognizing there's different ways to do it. It doesn't have to be coffee with Alex or singing on birthdays. It could just be more training, showing that you're willing to invest in them. Right? Yeah. And um, that, that goes back stuff. to what you were saying, though, about the really being able to read, you know, the, the, the people you're working with as a coach, right? If you're working with an owner yeah. and you know, like, they're not going to call and sing to people on their birthday, which because not all of us are. Well, I'm selling widgets. That's probably not part of our culture. Yeah, exactly. And so to really, I really like your point about as a coach, it's also on, you know, it's also part of your role is to really understand um, and have them understand, right? Have your, their, the franchisees understand their own culture and their own values and how, how they want to bring that into their team. And I love the training comment. I think that is so on it. Cause I think for a lot of different types of cultures and companies that could really be how you're showing that investment and showing that genuine care um, to further, you know, your, your team's education, further their skill set, make them feel even more confident and, and, you know, supported in their role. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. One of the best reviews training we did had nothing to do with healthcare. We brought in a financial advisor to talk to our frontline people on how to take care of their money. Wow. Oh, and that's and that one. went, that one went over incredibly. It was incredibly popular because they had never met with a financial advisor before for our frontline people. Very simple, oh. right? We provided meals and uh, drinks and, and the financial advisor was somebody I knew in the community and they came in for free and offered to give a free session or two. And oh my next God. thing you know, our caregivers are, were loving us. That's incredible. And that totally speaks to, yeah, knowing your, knowing your culture, yes. knowing what you're wanting to bring to your team and, and finding creative ways and often super affordable ways too. Like what you just mentioned, it doesn't have to be, you know, total cost is under hundred bucks. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really incredible. I, I love the, that angle on it too, in the investing in, in them as people and, and what they genuinely care about. And that goes back to your check-in comment about surveys and check-ins that, you know, happen over coffee or happen in meetings or whatever that is. Um, to well, really I, I do love the surveys because they provide measurable, tangible data. So, right. Uh, the, right. And now we can compare, how did we do on this survey than the one we did six months ago? Yeah. Or, the surveys are really awesome. And those Google forms, the free Google form, is uh is so great I mean, there's lots of other tools but that google form is is definitely one of my favorites it's been used by me a lot this year <laughs> it's a good one <laughs>
Um, well, I just, I feel honestly overwhelmed with so many of those good tips. Like there's so much in, uh, in what we just talked about that I'll be kind of drawing out on, um, you know, me making into more content, trying to share, share more value, of course. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for, for taking some time today and, and coming to talk about that. I, I really appreciate it. And I, I know that, um, uh, uh, our listeners, you know, whenever an episode really stands out and, and some of our recent ones about the franchisee support and that field coach relationship have really been gaining a lot of um, good traction and, and people seem to really enjoy. So if you're listening and, and you enjoyed these kinds of topics or have questions even specifically about this relationship um, or about some of the coaching tools or, or the franchisee support and um, engagement and all those pieces, definitely let us know. Um, reach out AngelaCote.com. Um, we always love to hear, uh, hear from you. Um, anything else before we finish up here, Brecken? No, thanks so much for having me, Belle, and go uh, make a snow angel or something for me later today. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. Um, if you haven't joined our, our amazing um, peer-to-peer roundtable community yet, um, and you are an emerging or established franchisor, please do uh, come join us, try out one. Um, they're super, super low, low investment, low, low stress. Um, we just ask that you have your camera on and that you engage with your peers, and we do some amazing collaboration and, and problem solving on, on really great topics every week. Um, uh, and you can get all the details uh, for that at angelacote.com slash roundtables. And I will talk to you all next week and go be awesome.